Hello, hello. This is the Aesthetic Vibes podcast and I am your host, Amy. This podcast is based around relevant and completely irrelevant topics. Sometimes the deep and meaningful and other times pretty meaningless topics. There are way too many negative vibes in the universe. So let's hang out together and spread aesthetic vibes. Come hang out with me. to today's episode. We are going to talk all about being the victim, the feeling of being a victim, and extensively about people who play the victim as a major role or character in their lives, along with some tips and tricks on how you can deal with these type of people. Okay, let's do this. victim is also known as using the victim card. Playing the victim is usually a fabrication or exaggeration of events. People who play the victim do so to justify their actions, manipulate people, seek attention, or diffuse any responsibility in a situation. Victim mentality is based on a few things. Bad things keep happening to me, Often people using the phrase such as, oh, the universe is out to get me. Or blaming others for your own actions or reasons around why circumstances are happening. Victim players rest on the belief that everybody else around them has caused the current state. Along with the idea that nothing will ever change. Victimhood can become a part of a person's identity. But note... It's a learned behaviour, which means we aren't born as victims, and that behaviour can be changed. It's often used as a defence mechanism to cope with adverse life events. The majority of my experience has been with people who completely fabricate situations for attention, with a true underlying belief that they are not the problem. Everyone around them is. I recall having a friend in my life at some um, stage and them having burning fires in all parts of their lives. Work was on fire, constantly being reprimanded for poor behaviour and losing jobs left and right. The problem there was the person didn't stop for a second to reflect on why this was an ongoing issue. In my mind, if there's an ongoing occurring issue in your life with a repeated pattern, there has to be a common denominator. For me, I always look at myself in any unfavorable situation and I ask myself, what impact did I have on this? Then I will point the finger and blame someone else. (laughs) But first, I always look inward. And if I can solve it by saying, actually, you were the problem here, then okay, I'm the problem. I've got to deal with that myself. I can't push that blame onto someone else. This person that I was just talking about also had burning fire relationships in almost every aspect of their life. There was always something. If you're looking at every relationship that you have and it's on fire, there's more going on there. 
for me, the continual passing of the blame mentality, it does wear thin very quickly. So what's the end goal for people who play the victim card? Why do they actually do it? First is to avoid responsibility. It's simply not me. It's everybody else. Or making excuses to avoid taking responsibility. Along with this thinking that it's not my fault. Bad things do happen. And bad things can happen to good people. But repeated events do generally tend to involve some sense of personal responsibility. Another reason may be not seeking any possible solutions. Sometimes situations are outside of our control. But usually we can do something about the situations we are dealt. Inaction will often at times result in poor consequences. This was a message I tried delivering to an individual in my life and they simply just didn't listen. They believed that inaction made things go away. But if it's on fire and you do nothing to put the fire out, what makes you think for a second the fire is going to automatically stop? That is not how a fire works. You have to put the fire out with cold water. Often, people who don't seek any solutions show very little interest in making changes because it's much easier to blame everybody else and to sit idle. Victim players can also engage in self-sabotage, often with beliefs that support this, i.e. everything bad happens to me. Why should I change things? They can also be resentful of people who seem happy and successful in their lives, maybe acting like they don't deserve whatever it is they have or have achieved. Very, very insulting. Um, just because things aren't going the way that you would like in your life doesn't mean that you can downplay what somebody else is doing in their life. Completely, completely disgusting. With these people, you will often see angry outbursts, depression, isolation and a sense of loneliness, which I completely agree with. So the person that I knew would often have random angry outbursts at different people for no apparent reason. They'd just snap, just absolutely snap for no reason. They also complained of depression, isolation and being lonely all the time, which poses the question, if you are continuously playing the victim in all situations with no acceptance of responsibility, how long do you think people in your life are going to stand by and listen to the same shit day in, day out? There will be a point where these people have had enough. And another reason why people can play the victim card is because it's a way to obtain something, whether that's tangible or intangible, but it's often for personal gain of some description. The victim mentality can often stem from a few reasons. In some cases, people have experienced real, true victimization. So for these people, it becomes a coping mechanism. This is rare, though. A betrayal of trust can make people victims also. But the biggest one is manipulation. Some people who take on the role of victim might enjoy blaming others for the problems they cause lashing out and making others feel guilty or manipulating others for sympathy and attention, which unfortunately was the case with the person that I used to know. For them, there was an air of, oh, this is fun to blame everybody else and have everyone looking at them being, oh my God, you poor thing. I got sick to death of using that phrase. Oh my God, I'm so sorry that happened to you. 
Oh my God, I'm so sorry this happened to you. I then started just disengaging from the issues, especially when the person has no intention to change or improve their circumstances. I'm also a really big believer in karma. I do believe that if you are an all-round shitty person and you've hurt people around you with no remorse, at some stage, all of the wrongs that you have done will catch up with you and you will experience them double-fold. It's awfully hard to be around people who play the victim card. It can be draining and all-consuming. You probably spend time with them and then when the person leaves or or you leave to go home, you have this huge sigh of relief <laughs> and you're feeling really tired because it can be extremely tiring. One thing that we need to ensure is that we don't take responsibility for these people, their accusations and blame. If they're pointing the finger at you for something, it is highly appropriate for you to correct them, especially if their recollection of a situation isn't correct or accurate. Determining how to respond can be very challenging, but a calm head is always the first, right? If you're charged in the situation, you need to step away, and that's an appropriate response. Especially if they've turned the tables on you and they're claiming that you have done or said something. Okay, so let's go through some of the different things that you can do to deal with these type of people. So first things first, probably not to anyone's surprise, (laughs) try not to use the term victim when you're speaking to them. Don't actually turn around and say, you know, you're playing the victim or you're playing the victim card. Chances are that's not going to go down well. It's best to focus on maybe some some comments like, uh, you've been complaining about such and such a lot. Are you aware? Or maybe you seem to be shifting the blame in this situation. Have you thought about that? Or maybe it doesn't feel like you're accepting responsibility in this situation. Have you considered that? Second is to don't be emotionally invested. Listen with care and empathy. But don't fall into the web. Don't get emotional because this is going to fuel the situation. Next is don't try to save them. For a lot of people, it's so easy to drop into fixer mode. For me, that's the first thing I do. Just know you can't save them. They have to save themselves. Next is setting boundaries. And this is key. It can be really hard to deal with these type of people because they can be overly needy or maybe they have no one else in their lives. So you need to set boundaries with these people. Let them know where the boundaries are. And another part of this is letting them know what will happen when they overstep these boundaries and following through with that promise. We don't want to be having empty um, promises put out there that we're not going to deliver on. You can offer to help them problem solve. Um, I've found this doesn't always work, especially if someone is thriving being a victim and being in that victim player state. You can approach this concept and see how you go, starting with letting them know that there are solutions to their problem and giving them some examples. You can help them brainstorm. I've found the brainstorming concept the best and If you do it well, you can very subtly lead the individual down a pathway by planting seeds and making them feel like they, in fact, came up with this solution all on their own. Another approach I have used um, unsuccessfully, but I was dealing with somebody that was an extreme, extreme victim player. 
the most extreme you could possibly think of. So if you're just dealing with someone who's kind of a victim player, this might work. The approach is to point out all of the good things in their life, the good things they've done or are working towards, and also reminding them how you feel about them. With someone who's truly down the spiral of victim playing, it'll be really difficult because they will often diminish all of these things around them. So if you can elevate and lift them up, you might be able to kind of chop or stop that um, spiral into the victim playing. One of the best skills is to learn to be a topic changer. (laughs) If you're sensing that we are walking dangerously close to the rabbit hole of woe is me, then it's time to change the topic to something else. However, the person I knew had very good skills, exceptional skills, at somehow being able to get that topic right back to themselves. So uh, you have to be very skilled as a topic changer. You have to sense when they're doing that and then change again. (laughs) Sometimes you actually just need to create some distance. This worked a treat for me. So I removed myself from the situation. I stopped constantly listening and being there for the person. This encourages the individual to stand on their own feet and to deal with the issues themselves. Or maybe they'll just find someone new to whinge to. (laughs) Either way, they're not bothering you. (laughs) Sometimes we do really need to consider the relationship and the value it adds to our lives. Is it value add or is this draining me? And then making a conscious decision off the back of that. Do we stay in this person's life? Do we remove ourselves to a certain degree? Or do we completely terminate the relationship? Sometimes we are in fact dealing with people who have deeper issues that do need professional help which was the situation in my case. And there was no amount of any combination of anything that worked. It was this constant cycle that simply couldn't be broken. So I decided for my own peace and sanity, it was time to step away. I evaluated the quality of the relationship and it was a very poor quality relationship and quite toxic. So for me, that's enough say no more, I'm out of here. But I did give the person a very clear message around why the friendship was ending. I suspect that none of it stuck or they didn't understand (laughs) because they didn't seem to understand much. (laughs) So I suspect it was not understood and it was uh, um, this person's fault, i.e. me. So yeah. (laughs) Either way, guess what? Not my problem anymore. Uh, So what if you are struggling with victim mentality? Or maybe you're sitting here now going, shit, do I do this? First and foremost, that is amazing. If you have asked yourself that question, and this sounds a little bit like you, that is an indicator of self-awareness. That is incredible. First and foremost, well done. Let me throw some questions at you. And you respond to them. So first, do you often look for opportunities to avoid responsibility? Second, do you often seek sympathy for your situation from others? Third, do you find you can make people give you what you want with a bit of coaxing? Four, do you feel no matter what, you are always right? Five, Are you often judging others for not being compassionate enough with you? Six, 
Do you have an excuse for everything that counteracts your ability to make change? Seven, do you blame others for the state of your life? Eight, do you feel stuck? Nine, are you displaying a negative mentality? Are you negative? Ten, do you feel personally attacked if people are giving you feedback? Eleven, are you able to look into the mirror and question yourself? And twelve, how self-aware are you? When you have a problem in your life, do you look inward? Okay, so if you've answered affirmative to any of those questions, you may be playing the victim card. Okay, first, it's time to stop. Victim mentality is a learned behavior. This isn't something that you are born with. This is something you acquire as an effect of an environment or situation. You are not a victim of your circumstances. The world is not out to get you. The things happening in your life are a direct result of your actions. If you have experienced or you are experiencing trauma, then you need to consult with a professional and not ignore the feelings you have. Remember, the same behaviours are going to render the same results. This should be no surprise. It's time to take responsibility. Look at the circumstances or environment as a production of your own behaviours. It is not due to anyone else. It isn't due to the universe being out to get you. Being a victim isn't the way to cope. You need to practice self-care and self-love and work on the person that you are each day with the goal of being the best version of yourself. And finally, get educated. Work out what's going on internally by doing your research. Best place to start is understanding why you are doing what you're doing. One really difficult situation is where we're dealing with victim mentality in our people within the workplace. It is difficult to do anything that I've mentioned in the workplace because you are confined by organization or company policies, HR requirements and industrial relation requirements and law. Okay, so where do you even start in the workplace? So first is to identify the signs. First and foremost is the identification. You have someone in the team or you know someone or you report to someone, but that person's playing the victim card recognize the sign you'll be looking for things like is the person frequently blaming others when things go wrong maybe if they don't achieve a goal or a target and maybe they rarely look at themselves in the situation and it's because of this person or that person definitely not because of them do you find their conversations tend to be centered around their problems with an expectation that others will feel sorry for them comes back to that Oh, you poor thing. Woe is me. (laughs) Are you seeing this individual maybe rejecting the chance to join in with workplace activities or refusing to admit that they're actually enjoying themselves? Do they often imply that other people have had an easier route to success because they were given better tasks or preferential treatment? Do they seem to attract a disproportionate amount of drama and misfortune compared 
to their peers. Maybe they can only agree to carry out tasks and requests after subtle displays of passive-aggressive resistance. Okay, so you've got one of these in the team? I had one of these. (laughs) I had one of these. (laughs) It's so draining. It's so draining. Victim players are so fucking draining. All right, the workplace is a totally different environment. First and foremost, get in touch with HR Uh, If you're lucky enough, your organization might have an industrial relations representative or team like mine did. You need to get in contact with those people. They are trained professionals. They understand the company policies. They understand the law and they're able to provide support. Okay, once you've got that support in place, you need to sit down with this person and set clear expectations and boundaries. This is being extremely firm around standards of behavior and performance that you expect. You need to also keep detailed records of everything. It's time consuming. Yes, (laughs) you're trying to get your job done. You're probably trying to help people out with things. You've got a million things on and now that you have to worry about keeping detailed records. It is difficult. However, you need to take notes and ensure you collect all evidence relating to the issues keeping a detailed record of resources training raises promotions discussions everything in relation to that person and the rest of the team clear detailed records are going to assist you if things do blow up and sometimes they will and you'll be able to say thank god i took down those notes or those pointers or i saved them into a particular word document whatever it might be keep detailed records use mechanisms to build team morale and bonds and so this this kind of removes the focus from the individual who's playing the victim and puts it back on the team as a collective you you really need to ensure also with this person that your messaging is crystal clear i found some of my messaging wasn't clear when i was dealing with a victim player So for me, it was really breaking it down into its simplest form, speaking with simplicity, using simple words, um, providing examples. So for example, you know, this is my definition of playing the victim on this date at this time in this meeting, you did the following. That would meet that definition. This behavior has to change. So being very, very clear with your messaging. A big part of it is also getting these people to accept personal accountability. This is not easy, (laughs) but this is necessary for dealing with these type of people. We need to encourage them to take accountability for their issues, problems, or concerns. Then lastly is holding the same standards for all. I'm sure you do already, but this is making it perfectly clear to the victim player that it is fair and even across the team. They are not being treated differently. Victim mentality is a tough issue to deal with, whether you're managing the feelings of yourself or someone else in your life or the workplace. It's a very difficult thought process. So try a couple of the different mechanisms, depending on where you fall in this topic, and let me know how it goes. every episode we end on a lighter topic (laughs) so today i wanted to know what are some of the best inventions 
that were created in 2022 or are in the process of being created at the moment. I found four that I thought were pretty cool. Okay, so the first one is, and this is kind of mind-blowing but kind of amazing, a COVID-19 breathalyzer test is being created. So basically, it's a medical-grade handheld breath analyzer that detects COVID. Along with the variants of COVID and other viruses such as the flu and different strains of the flu. And it does this in five freaking seconds. So this device is portable, can be used anywhere, and get this, 100% accurate reading. (laughs) Just freaking amazing. So you think for, you know, like places like you're visiting a hospital or you're going into a hospital, um, you'll be able to use it there. I know a lot of our um, health service professionals at the moment are doing uh, rat tests every day that they go to work. So could you imagine them not having to violate the insides of their noses with those big cotton swabs and literally just being able to screen like their breath with a device to know that they're COVID free to go to work? Amazing, right? On this. So a little bit of a little bit of a uh, digression, but I went to the grocery store today and I needed a glasses cleaner. I've got a couple at home um, that I've used. I've struggled to really find a decent one. Anyway, I went in and I spoke to the optometrist. I said to her, I need a glasses cleaner. So she bought out just this standard one. She said, oh, this is $5 and, you know, this is some special fiber thing and you can wash it. I was like, okay, cool. And then I noticed that they had an anti-fog glasses cleaner and it's literally a cloth and I said, oh, what's that? And she goes, oh, um, so this is what we're um, selling for health professionals in particular or individuals that have to wear masks all day or are maybe wearing multiple masks who wear glasses. And she said, basically what you do is you use it on your glasses and it stops them from fogging up. And I'm like, no, <laughs> not possible. That's not possible. Every time I put a mask on, my glasses fog up. I can't see. I can't I can't do anything. I don't know where I am. Not possible. There's no way that there can be something that just stops your breath from fogging your glasses. Wrong. So she demoed it. So she cleaned my glasses and then breathed on them. I uh, hope she didn't have COVID now that I think about that. <laughs> Shit. Oh, God, I'm wearing them. Ah, uh, well. <laughs> that ship has sailed. Uh, so, yes, I had to buy that there and then. Do I wear masks that often? No. But I cook and hot air gets on my glasses. Or maybe you go outside and inside between winter and summer and you get that fog and it shits me. Um, I've had to do like a few blood tests lately. So going and having to wear a mask there is annoying. Anyway, long story short, there's an anti-fog glass cleaner. Freaking amazing. Okay. Let's get away from COVID. I'm over COVID. <laughs> Uh, The next one is foldable devices. So most people would know Samsung released that foldable phone thing. There was like an old Razer, those old Razer phones, (laughs) like those Motorola phones. (laughs) I don't know how well it sold. I'm not a Samsung person. I stand and die by Apple. Uh, However, what I saw is we are just about to enter the era of foldable devices such as computers, more specifically laptops. So this actually allows the owner to have bigger screens on their devices and then they can fold them smaller to port them around. What the hell? Brilliant idea. Do they work well? I don't know. 
There was a massive write-up about how durable and shit they are. I didn't really spend too much time reading that. But anyway, foldable devices. Handy. This one was kind of... <laughs> I kind of read this one and went, why do we need that? <laughs> we are going to see a new era when it comes to cars. BMW has just showcased a car that can change colours. So if you can't decide on a car colour, you can get one that changes. So at the moment, there's one that changes from white to black and vice versa instantly. Personally, I feel like it's a little extra. <laughs> Just pick a colour. Um, at the end of the day, who cares? You know, you could put me in a bright purple car or a bright pink car and I wouldn't care. It's, it's a car, right? Uh, it gets you from A to B. Anyway, Let's just say you've got the disposable income. You can't decide whether you want a white or a black car. You can soon buy a BMW. You press a button and it instantly changes the color of your car. Happy days. Fourth and final. <laughs> this one is, uh, is it extra? Yes. Do I need it? Yes. Will I buy it? Yes. Apple are releasing a smart water bottle that integrates your Apple Watch data into your Apple Health app. So what it does is it takes into consideration how much water you need based on the exercise effort output of that day. So the bottle itself is vacuum insulated and it keeps liquids cold for up to a day. Let me repeat, do I need this? No. Will I buy this? Yes. Is it ridiculous? Quite possibly. Knowing Apple, <laughs> they will market it in such a way that it'll be so irresistible that I'll have to get it. Well, that's a wrap for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into playing the victim or people playing the victim card or maybe playing it yourself. Uh, we kind of went at all angles at this topic. So I really do hope that you're able to walk away with maybe a couple of tips and tricks that you can use if you have these type of people in your life. Or maybe if this is you, maybe you've been able to see that, you know, there are some things that you need to change or things that you need to consider moving forward. Join me next week when I dive into the unusual uh, topic of parallel universes. This is quite a hot topic at the moment. So let's unpack parallel universes. In the meantime, let's hang out on social media. Hit me up at Aesthetic Vibes Pod or drop me an email at Aesthetic Vibes Podcast at Outlook.com. Or you can visit my website at Aesthetic Vibes Podcast.com. Until next time, uh, bye. <laughs>